Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. So I do think we actually have a bit more to discuss this time than we did last time, which is good. You know, we always want to have things to talk about. Mark? What? I don't know what's going on, but it sounds interesting. I'm sorry. I was about oh. to pour myself I was about to pour myself some whiskey and I smelled the glass and I was like, what the hell did I drink? <laughs> well, because I, I went, I, so my son uh, was un, unable to take me out for Father's Day on Father's Day. So he decided to take me out to um, this place. He, he wanted to know what type of food I wanted. And I said, I just want a burger, like a really good burger. Uh-huh. So I went to this place, place called Grinders. Right? Uh, it's kind of like a skate. It's Grinders, like, you know, grinding a skateboard. Right. Um, oh, it was so good. The food was so good. But it, it was in this place called uh, Old Town Village. Okay. Now, what Old Town Village is is like a series of, of outdoor shops, but it's designed to look like a German village. Okay. And this thing is long past its heyday. So it hasn't been painted in a while. It looks a little run down. A lot of the stuff's closed. Um, but one side of the German village is still kind of popping. And so after we ate, we went over that and we went in the German delicatessen just to see what kind of stuff they had because they have a German bar in there and German bakery. And man, this little old lady, she just flat out like, bam, what do you want? Do you want to try this? Do you want to try that? No, I just want to browse. Okay, but let me show you. Are you hungry? Do you want do you want some wine? I don't really like wine, ma'am. Oh, well, what do you like? I, said, I like whiskey. Oh, come with me. So she's just trying to push me on all this stuff. Right. And she's she's so old. She's so cute. She's so German. You know? <laughs> and so I bought... What did I buy? I bought... Um, uh, Kirschwasser. You bought what now? It's called Kirschwasser. All right. Uh, I've seen... Uh, like those Food Channel shows on it, and basically what it is is it's like a German. Uh, I think you pronounce it Eau de Vie or a, a um, like a brandy. Okay. And it's and it's no additives, no nothing. It's from Black Forest cherries in the Black Forest of Germany, and uh, I definitely overpaid for it because it was like forty dollars <laughs> for a small bottle when I can get you know double the size for that at a Total Wine or whatever. But I bought it, and it's delicious. It's really good. It's like 84 proof, which is kind of low for me, but it's still good. Right. Uh, but, man, you know, it, it made my glass this today, just when I smelled it right now, it made it smell like armpits. Um, okay. That's not what I would no. expect. Yeah, me either, because normally, like, when I <laughs> smell like a, like a bourbon or whatever, the next day yeah. it smells like caramel. Right. No, it smelled like, you know... Somebody rubbed their, their toes. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. But it's good. It tastes good. I don't know. Maybe somebody did something untoward with my glass when I wasn't looking at that. <laughs> Just put a uh, like one of those hunting deer cameras, like motion capture, whatever things that they have. Just put one of those in the, the wherever you keep the glasses next to it. Good idea. Yeah, it is. It's only like, what, $100 for one? I have no idea. Yep, so I'm going to be drinking, um, this is from uh, Alfred Schlatterer. Okay. German. It is um, Black Forest Cherry Brandy. You know, I'm going to send you a picture, Tim. 
Okay. Hey, you know do what? I, do, I, do I put it on the podcast account or do I just keep it uh, keep it secret, keep it safe? Whatever would make your heart happier. Uh, maybe I'll put it on the podcast account because people might want to know what exactly the hell I'm talking about. All five <laughs> of you. <laughs> oh, and and at this German delicatessen, mm-hmm. um, the guy who rung me up, uh, he has a podcast. I saw you say something on Twitter about like fellow podcaster or something like that. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, he wanted he quizzed me on his uh, tattoo, and it took me a little bit, but his tattoo is uh, fulcrum, the fulcrum uh, symbol from Rebels. Oh, nice. He has a podcast called The Fulcrum Report. Who's the next guy? He's like, he said, oh, there's, so there's actual people out here besides us that like Star Wars? I said, yeah, I guess. I mean, apparently. The funny thing was, though, was that he was telling me that, uh, you know, everything changed when he realized that uh, Mike Zero was a liar. I mean, how long did it take him to realize that? Should that I don't quick. know. That I don't know. But but he knows. Uh, he knows of of our benefactor, uh, Mister Ward. It's where he gets all his spoilers. I told him, "Good, keep it up," because uh, Jason knows what he's doing. So, I mean, just look at the track records, as we all know, since before the Force Awakens came out, and it's pretty obvious. And 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 don't we have something new that he just? Uh, that he just uh, posted, how was it, tweeted, posted. Yeah, yeah. So, other than the trailer, is kind of like the first look at some stuff from the Rise of Skywalker, most likely. Because uh, it, it's basically a picture of a, a board of some concept art, it seems. And there's only so much that you can get from it because when you zoom in, it really does kind of blur out a bit. But you can still get some some themes and ideas and potential connections that you can make. And in the article, Jason even says, basically kind of run with it yourself. Cause he's like, I don't have any more insight than what you see in this picture. So like go with it. So I know Mark, you, you were taking a good look at him before and you had a lot of uh, good thoughts on it too. Well, the, the one that, uh, the only one to me that I can really make out to be anything substantial. I mean, a lot of it looks like there's lava somewhere, but, uh, the one that looks like it might actually be something is there. There's there's one that looks suspiciously like an updated version of Ralph McQuarrie's concept art. This is long uh-huh. for the throne room from uh, Return of the Jedi. So originally for Return of the Jedi, some of the concept art that Ralph McQuarrie did was the Emperor's throne, throne Room is basically down in a cave on Had Abaddon, which was Coruscant before it was called Coruscant. So it's, it's the home world, or, or it's the, you know, where the Emperor chills, hangs out, his seat of power. Right. And he's got, you know, it, it, the throne is sort of on a lake of lava. Um, and I, I don't know if that's where... Darth Vader was supposed to have been turned, or Anakin was supposed to have been turned to Darth Vader because lava was always this rumor sort of deal. It was never exactly like laid out. I think it might have been laid out in some interviews, but it was never this huge thing that you knew about and just knew that Darth Vader got knocked into a lava pit, whatever uh-huh. that was. But that's where the concept art shows uh, Darth Vader with Luke Skywalker by his side in front of the Emperor seated 
on like a rock plateau or a rock section in the lava. And so this almost looks like his concept art that, that Jason has on, you know, making Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, is looks like there's a lot, there's a rock bridge going out to where there's spires coming at the end of this rock sort of outcropping and there's possibly lava shooting up from the side. So only makes me think that maybe this is where the emperor is actually at, you know, or where he's been mm-hmm. or his home base whenever he gets knocked out of a body or, or however it works. Like this is going kind of out there. But it would be really neat if they have this whole uh, Death Star in the ocean thing. And somehow there's like this pocket underneath the water of the Death Star that has this lava thing. Like, so it's kind of out there, but the visual would be really neat. Well, yeah. And, and again, we don't know yet if this Death Star is where the final battle is. Uh, Jason even suggests that this may be Mustafar. Uh, and that's where one of the, the flash, fi- fly, uh, flash fights are. Right, like the Force uh, Flash thing. Yeah, whatever. When they're when they're fighting, they go to different places all over the Star Wars galaxy, right? And I really and I really don't know. You know, the only thing that this does is, and I talked to you about it. I talked a little bit to uh, Ellie King's Drew about it today, but I just started wondering if you know if Palpatine was actually the Palpatine that we knew when he died in uh, on the Death Star, or when he went down the shaft on the Death Star. You know, so, or was that a cl- or was that a clone Palpatine? And his mind went someplace else when he was done. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It does sound a little EU-like. It does. It does. And, and the more I started to think about it, the more I started to kick myself in the butt for it, going, this is stupid. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know, what the, I don't know what the explanation will be or if they, if they really will explain too much of it. There, there is this really good... A uh, conversation that was on the internet these past few days between Ed Solomon, who uh, was one of the creators or writers for the original Men in Black, also for Bill and Ted, and I think mm-hmm. he's currently working on the new Bill and Ted, um, and Christopher McQuarrie. Um, you know, uh, Edge of Tomorrow writer, writer for writer director for Mission Impossible, right? And one of the things that they talked about is sometimes it's best to not let an audience know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people complain about well, what was Snoke, what was his purpose, what was this, what was that, and you know they were talking about the movie Groundhog Day. You familiar with the movie? Yeah. So I guess one of the things that happened is originally they had an explanation for why um, he was repeating every day, and it was filmed and it just wasn't working. So when they took it out, the movie flowed much better because it. It doesn't really matter what the point is uh-huh. on why it's happening. The story, everything else is what's most important. Sometimes it's better left up to your imagination. That's well, the same I, thing with... Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I'm like, just think about the original by comparison for Star Wars. I think this is kind of interesting because with the original trilogy, there was a lot that was unanswered and a lot that the audience didn't know that did kind of change with the prequels where they got a lot more details with this expanding universe and all of these planets and, and all the information that's put in the visual dictionaries and all of these types of things. We got to know pretty much everything about everybody in the prequels. But it wasn't that way with the original trilogy. And, and we can't necessarily expect to always know everything about everybody moving forward. Right. And, and also, you know, do you really need to know how 
Palpatine was able to do, if it is Palpatine jumping from body to body, you really need to know how he did that in the story. While you're watching the movie, is that the most important thing to you? Right. Do you immediately like, I'm not watching this, it doesn't make any sense that this guy is able to jump body to body. Because you're already watching a movie. Right, you're already watching a movie about guys with lightsabers with space whales and a universe to where you you know there's there's force ghosts and and everything is is this going to be the thing that that kills it or if you really want to find out wait a couple years and there's a novel right you know because i guess the thing one of the things that that christopher uh christopher mccrory or christopher mccrory uh was arguing about was the studio wanted a deep explanation for why the time loop was happening in edge of tomorrow yeah, I don't that, like that. Right, but they forced it into the movie. They also wanted to know why the aliens were there. They 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 forced that in the movie. And, and Christopher Noel, uh, Christopher McCoy was like, "They're an invading species. They invade. That's all you need to know." Yeah, you don't need this explanation of why they're here. And and I think if the story breaks down at some point with Palpatine explaining, "Well, here's how I survived." It's like, okay, now you're a villain who's monologuing. Right. You know, we, we know all that. We know that term from, from Incredibles, but do we really <laughs> need to see it? Well, I, I, don't think, I don't think we do. No, we don't. I mean, I, I agree. I should say that. I don't think we do either. And movies aren't supposed to be documentaries where they explain everything about everything that's going on. Uh, a large part of what, especially with these the farther out there with the fiction that you get, whether it's science fiction or whatever else it is, the farther out there from reality that you get, the the more you try to explain it, the less the audience is going to be able to suspend disbelief. Right. So you really need to, in order to keep everybody where you want them, again, the more creative the story is, especially, you have to make sure that you're not overdoing it with the explanations because then you start to question, okay, but if that's how this is happening, then what about, and then you're out of the movie. Okay, there is a fake eyelash on my, or fake eyelashes? Is this related to the smell from before? What's happening? I don't know. It's it's in the entryway. I look down and it's laying there. It's like, good God, what the hell is this doing here? Last thing I need is my wife to come in and be like, why is there a fake woman's eyelash? (laughs) I don't know, honey. Speaking of the Incredibles. I think my son's girlfriend wears one. Hmm likely story right i know right yeah all right go ahead sorry like like who wouldn't say oh no i was pretty much done oh okay sorry to wash my hands of the woman's fake <laughs> i left this has um, been hanging out with mark I, but we're having star wars conversations so you know what do you really want to complain about still you a win, right this, well and also you're getting all this free content for absolutely zero that's we have true. Yet to even ask for a Patreon account. Yeah, or, that's uh, mostly true. Oh, have we? Well, I mean, like we technically have one. I just nothing's on it. We have we have one. Yeah, from like a oh, while back. Start saving money, people. What the hell? Well, <laughs> like I said, nothing's on it. It, it just it oh. hasn't really worked out to do anything at this point. Yeah. Look, honestly, I just want some free stuff. That'd be that would be fine with me if I could just get some books to review, books um, or audio books or uh, yeah. any 
any Star I mean, it doesn't have to be Star Wars, but any Star Wars type of thing that we can take a look at and say, hey, here are our thoughts. I'm up for it. Yeah, that makes me a shill and shill away. <laughs> well, no, it's only a shill if you automatically say, it's fantastic, 10 stars, oh, four thumbs I up. Would. I would. Okay, well, I would. You give me something free, it's my job to say that is the greatest free thing I've ever received. So, so we do like a good, good cop, bad cop thing here where everything is automatically awesome for you and then I have the actual review. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Now yeah. we just gotta get that free stuff coming in. That's all we gotta do. Well, now that everybody knows that I'm automatically uh, gonna say everything is great even when it really is, then, you know, to listen to Tim for the more weathered, you know, right. nuanced... Uh, I'm gonna be like... You- I'm the Simon Cowell. Like, you might think I'm being harsh or something, but when I say that something's great, you know it really is. That's right. So if you believe in your products, send them our way, and then when I get my my seal of approval, you'll know it actually means something, unlike Mark. But at the same time, if if you're uncertain about your thing, you know Mark will give you a thumbs up, so send it in too. Yeah. It's a win-win, everybody. Absolutely. So so at least you get, you know, one out of two. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, how is this a bad plan? And if you're batting 500 in baseball, then you're a multi-million dollar player. There you go. Uh, And then I think think Tim, I think uh, Jason also said that uh, there was pickups happening for... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Potentially involving a Millennium Falcon thing. Yeah, an X-Wing on it. Well, and there's all, I just remember too, there was one other thing that happened recently. It's not a big deal, but it's pretty cool. Uh, somebody took an image from StarWars.com, I think in the background, and lightened it so you can actually see it better. And it's a picture of them reconstructing Kylo's mask. And in the background, you can see some Knights of Rand. And in the foreground on the right, you can kind of see what we think is like the monkey creature thingy. Yeah, I just, a- you know what? I just, I just found that out today. Yeah, it's pretty I didn't cool. I know that story. Really? Yeah, I don't even know about spoilers. I don't even know about monkey creatures. You know, uh, what's that guy's name? What the guy that died? Uh, Peace be with him. The giant gorilla. Oh, Harambe? Yes. I didn't know Harambe was hooking up Kylo's mask. <laughs> well, like I said, you can see a little bit of them in this image from StarWars.com. So, like, it's official, but I don't think they realized people would really notice it. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, at the same time, you should always expect somebody's going to notice it, especially with something like Star Wars or Marvel or something like that. Okay, so so that's cool. Now, let's, let's have some serious conversations about something real quick. Serious we were, conversations. Sure, we were spot on in the lead up to our analysis for Solo as far as the the marketing was not doing its job. Right? Okay, yeah. No, I think it may be still a little bit too early for Rise of Skywalker, although it can't hurt. Now, the question is, though, are they missing the boat so far on Mandalorian? Okay, the so... Fact, here, no, the fact I, that we don't even have a trailer for something that comes out in, like, two months. Right? Yeah. Well, I feel like they're just going to do like blitz marketing for Disney Plus and Mandalorian at the same time, like like package it. 
So when does that start? You think when D23 drops? I would think so. I think that's pretty likely. I mean, all they need to do is say, hey, we've got new Star Wars. We've got Marvel movies. We're cheaper than Netflix. Boom. And bundle us with Hulu and ESPN, and we're even cheaper. Boom. Double boom. We've got the Ewok Adventures. But damn! <laughs> Take it to the bank. Yeah. Does they have Caravan of Courage? Woo! Make it rain. <laughs> we'll be like, giving him a Caravan of Courage, mofa! Yep. We should be in charge of the marketing for this. Would, and by I we, put, I mean... I will put droids. Oh, when, I, when I say that we should be in charge of it, I mean you should be in charge of it. That's fine. It is, uh, see, here's the question. Is, is man, you know, imagine, imagine, okay, so, so they're going to transplant, right? Mm-hmm. Clone Wars to that. So Clone Wars will be available immediately on that. And then what they need to do is have Star Wars and then Star Wars Legends. Okay. You feel me? Yeah. Okay, so. Holiday special? Right. The Genity Tartakovsky animated series. The Droids. The Ewoks. The Caravan of Courage. The Battle for Endor. But dip. They can even throw on the Muppet shows that have. Mark Hamill. Right. Or even Pig in Space. Put on a section of uh, commercials and PSAs and have like, you know, R2 and 3 people like, do not smoke. <laughs> <laughs> throw all that stuff over there. Right? Uh, they could do that. And, and plus, at this time, we don't know that they're not going to do that. Detours. Give me detours. Hey, hey, they should get like the video of the, the uh, Star Tours, the original Star Tours, and put yes. that in there. Yep. I agree. See, I'd like to see that, and I'd like Captain EO to be on that, too. What, what else can we get in here? Uh, you mean just from a Lucasfilm side, or are we talking about other stuff? Well, I was thinking just the Lucasfilm side, but if you have something else, go for it. Well, sure. Uh, is that where Indiana Jones is going to be? I would or assume it, so. It's scary. I mean, I would, I would assume it would be. Right. So not only can you get Indiana Jones, you can get the four Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, Indiana Jones films. You can also get all the young Indiana Jones uh, adventures. That was a TV series. There Bam. you go. And, and all that stuff also came with awesome, specially made documentaries about what really happened. So if it was about... Uh, I think one of the first ones is about uh, Teddy Roosevelt, maybe. Uh-huh. Then they'd have a little half-hour documentary on Teddy Roosevelt that was that you could play in the classroom. Have that stuff be on there. Bam. Dude, I am like getting eight millions of thousands of trillions of people signing up for Disney Plus with my <laughs> idea. There, there, yeah. Yep. Then, you want to do it... <laughs> Then have it available in multiple languages. Right. So if you want to watch Revenge of the Sith in Japanese, there you go. It's in Japanese. So that all the people that live in our glorious melting pot, be they Russian, 
Japanese, Chinese, Italian, Filipino, no matter what, white people like myself, we can watch Star Wars in whatever language is best for us. That's another 800000 right there. <laughs> Dollars. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, how do you know that they're not going to do that? I don't know. But they'd definitely be doing it if I was in charge. So, okay. At this point, we got to commit to, like, full commit to one more thing. What is one thing, in addition, you would do for Disney Plus in relation to Star Wars to get the extra subscribers or whatever they're going to be called? Okay, so I was talking about this also today with Ellie King's Drew. I was going through my Star Wars Clone Wars concept art book, which really only covers the the movie and the first season. Mm -hmm. But the first season's Lair of Grievous. And there is like, I'm going to take pictures of it and send it out under the Podcast 287 account later today. But there are so much concept art for Grievous, where he came from, what he looked like. Mm -hmm. And give me an hour the two-hour Star Wars story about the history of Grievous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Hondo. Or Jabba. Or, you know, I don't see why these, like we talked about before, the assets are already there. They already have this stuff stored into, you know, banks. Why not give little movies? Well, I mean, it's not going to be that hard to just get Matt Wood to do the voice. For Grievous, you're done. Right. You just have to design what Grievous maybe looks like now. And if he looks like a whole alien species, then bam, you just put scars and stuff on these different aliens, and now they're a whole species. And that's it. You have his, you have his story. Yeah. The, uh... you, already have, you already have Dooku made up, so when Dooku talks to him, you've already got that. You've already got, you know, Palpatine, Asajj Ventress. You've already got everything. You know, I don't think he was necessarily... I mean, he's a bad guy, obviously. Right. But he's a separatist. So what was it about the Jedi that made him turn bad? Like, he seems or, different from the Emperor in that he doesn't seem to be evil for the sake of, like, for the sake of being evil or for, like, world domination or, I guess, galactic domination or anything like that. It seems like he does have some sort of purpose. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, we don't even know what that, <laughs> what that is. Yeah. It's one of those things that you don't need to explain in the movie, but now's the time to give me all the explanations. It's been 14 years since we found out about yeah. this guy. If you want what to give us really something. Want? Yeah. Because he's clearly not really trying to take over worlds that we know of. I don't know. I, I like the character a lot. I think he's a good character. Yeah. And once again, with the Clone Wars, they really kind of expanded his character there, too just like they did with everybody else in that series. Yeah, I would like to see when he's private Grievous. <laughs> like Grievous sitting by the fire with a yeah. robe on and a cigar reading yeah, a story. Or, maybe, or he's in line with a lot of other people. Like, private Grievous, what is your major malfunction? Oh, nothing. You know, I don't know what his voice is. But it's not like robotic it. Santa. Whatever, shut the hell up, Tim. Hey, I'm just saying. <sighs> you belittle me. 
No, but I, I like this concept of like stories with Grievous or something. And again, he's like in the the red robe as is a pipe. Oh, you wanted and, to read? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He opens up the the storybook and he's like, "Let's see what part of my history we're going over today." And there's just little stories of his life that you know begin with the Grievous storybook fashion. It's absolutely ruined everything I was building to. <laughs> I would think it would enhance it, but go on. But but again, I mean, we've talked about it before, and, and again, you know, Ellie Kings Drew actually mentioned this today. But you know, why not give me stories? If if I'm not going to get a Boba Fett movie, put give me Boba Fett, you know, in an animated show, you know, and it doesn't have to be two hours. It could be an arc, so it could be six, you know, sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a three episode arc, so to speak. You know, you don't have to keep throwing out the Clone Wars, just a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story, you know, it could be sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. No, yes. That, yeah, I said yeah. Okay, good. Well, you better I'm, be on board. I am on board with everything you're saying. Okay, well, yeah. As of now, I'm on board with everything you're saying. That isn't a blanket statement. Because I'm pitching it tomorrow. Oh, nice. Actually, you know what? Depending on depending on how much Kush Washer I have, I may send out some tweets tonight to. Uh, Matt Martin and Pablo Hidalgo and uh, Dave Filoni let them cool. know that I'm ready. Make sure that you don't do it on the podcast account. Otherwise, go for it. Why can't I do it on the podcast account? Well, there are not people that like to have us. Like, like, the first part of our conversation about wanting stuff to review, right? I don't want to get like permabanned on the basis of your tweeting this from the podcast that, account. Listen, that would only be if I'm offensive. And I have no offense to give. Only okay. <laughs> who's who's that one? Uh, who's that one uh, Democratic candidate who just wants to spread love? Yeah, is is it like Marianne, I somebody other? Oh, sorry, it's like Marianne, like Williams' son yeah. or something. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fight you with love. Yeah. Me. Okay. I I get your vibe. I'm gonna spread my love everywhere. Okay. I mean, hey, if they go for it, then cool. I will appreciate it. If they go for it, then be like, hey, guys, by the way, I pitched this on Podcast 28. <laughs> That's right. The, the new they official went, marketing can, podcast can, of can Star Wars. Remember that uh, Mike Darty using Akira Ifokube's music? Okay, what Godzilla? now? Okay, so remember a couple years ago, I tweeted to uh, Mike Darty, the writer-director of Godzilla King of Monsters, and said, it would be really awesome if you used this music. Yes, I do remember Akira, that. If, and he liked it? Yes. And then that music's in the movie? Yes. That's me. I also remember That's you talking about AT-ATS on the, the beach, and then Rogue That's One me. happened. That's me. That's me, Tim. I'm responsible. I also remember you talking about for The Rise of Skywalker, how the, the final fight is going to go down in the netherworld, and, and then, of course, that, fingers crossed, is happening. Why right. do you think they're doing reshoots? <laughs> <That's me. laughs> no, it's half you, and then it's half because I said, guys, if you're not going to do this, then I'm going to be really disappointed. So they heard that, and they're like, okay, that's it. We have to do it. We can't afford to lose 1350 uh, That's There you go. But, yeah. So, Anyways, don't we have one last thing, uh, last thing to wrap up with? I don't know. Do we? Uh, we're talking about the music. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. 
Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, let me see here. There's a lot of music in movies, and it is typically great. Oh, my God. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, there are occasions when it is not great. And uh, when that happens, it's unfortunate. Was that what we were going to talk about? I'm stalling until you just take it over. Oh, is that the point? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so here's the thing. Star Wars is ending. The Skywalker sag, uh, saga is ending. Right. And the music that we've come to know and love represents the Skywalker saga. Correct. John Williams will probably not be writing music for Star Wars anymore. Well, and it's are... his most... What? So yeah, just to to put it plainly, what we are getting in what four months five six five months i'm bad at math um we yeah it's five right yeah Yeah. uh (laughs) um it's gonna be the last time that we are going to sit in a theater and listen to for the first time new john williams star wars ost full thing from beginning to end main titles to end credits well, you know, and think about his Galaxy's Edge suite or his Galaxy's Edge music. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have, you know, I've only listened to it maybe five, ten times off the top of my head. That doesn't really have any stereotypical or typical Star Wars themes to it, correct? Yeah, it seems like it fits in universe, but it's not identifiable to previously established themes. Right. So even I think John Williams is like, well, if Star Wars continues forward this music is not for things outside of the saga right does that does that make sense well i mean i'm just like the star wars music like as a whole is interesting because when we have rogue one and solo they have incorporated themes to the movies but they're not based on them they are based on new music so, Which ones? Rogue One and Solo. Okay, but Rogue One and Solo still has things that are identifiable as Star Wars. Number one, well, right, Solo, right. Solo has Han Solo, Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca. Right, but uh, what I'm what I'm getting to is when we get to like the the new movies, whether that's Ryan Johnson's or whatnot. Like, let's talk, talk about that one. Ryan Johnson's new movies are supposed to be in a completely separate area of Star Wars we haven't explored before. Correct. So that would be a place where, like you're saying, you might be able to come up with completely new 100% removed from Star Wars music up until this point and put that in the movie. No, I think you should. I think if anything, the only thing that should remain a constant in any of these things is the main title thing. The end credits. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. Because that's, to me, that's the title for Star Wars. It's all Star Wars, whether it's Star Wars, you know, uh, Thrawn's Big Adventure. It's yeah. Star Wars. Everything else about Thrawn is not necessarily Force theme, Luke's theme, Vader's theme. You know what I mean? It's not that. But if you're going to start with Star Wars and you choose to use the main title, then I'm fine with that. 
if you choose to close it with the end credits, you know, I'm fine with that. I am fine with that, but the only thing that concerns me is if it's too disconnected, because if you have the main theme and the end credits with everything else between being too disconnected, it's going to be like discharred and you're gonna be like, eh, it doesn't quite work as a music experience. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously they're they're gonna go for what makes sense, but I'm saying I, I'm not gonna have a problem with it if oh. they choose to well, use it or not. Yeah, I mean, we have to like like the Star Wars music is so special, and with all these themes, and everybody has it near and dear to their hearts. Obviously, um, you have to be careful that you don't overdo it too. You know, especially right now, we have a lot of themes coming back, which for now I'm enjoying and I like it. There are a couple more I want to see. Uh, come back or come back again in a different way or something like, like that. Like what, Tim? Well, like for example, th- there was a brief bit of asteroid field in Solo as part of Reminiscence Therapy. I would like it to have a bigger role than it did in Solo again. I thought that w- that would be nice. Um, okay, Tim, hold on, hold on, real quick. You said themes are coming back, and I thought of Yoda's theme, and then I thought of Yoda's theme while you, while you were talking about this. I was listening, to it, but and then <laughs> I thought about make a Yoda movie from Clone Wars. Like the Dark Crystal, like, like with the animation or live action. Yes, like the okay. No, you, you can even do animation, and then I listen to you again. So, go ahead. I mean, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> no, so like, um, on the one hand, you can still get some good stuff, and with returning themes, but at the same time, I like with anything else, they're going to become less special the more used they are, and the more common, and the more we expect to have themes returning the less neat it will be when they do come back. Now, again, having said that, when I listened to the solo soundtrack for the first time and I got to Reminiscence Therapy, I was a very happy person. But thinking ahead five years when we're in a Ryan Johnson movie or something and I'm listening to the score and I'm like, all right, well, where's the where's the recurring themes? You know, It does make it a little less special than if they pop up here and there at most. Right. Well, because a lot of that stuff, especially with reminiscence therapy, it's a lot of stuff that that is, you know, reminiscent of the Falcon. Mm -hmm. And so if you hear, you know, the asteroid field or if you hear, you know, um, uh, TIE Fighter Attack, I think is what it's officially called. Yes. Or here here they come. If if you hear that and it's with some other ship that's not, you know, uh, the Millennium Falcon, then it's going to feel cheap and unearned. It's going to feel like, you know, you're tugging at my nostalgia rather than giving me anything new or noteworthy. Right. I I can deal with them doing that for shows like Clone Wars or Rebels. Because sometimes with that music, it's not exactly thematic music that seems to fit. They pull it here or there because it it seems to, to fit the scene rather. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, John Williams is very careful to pick this song is the you know this cue is for this person. He doesn't put you know Luke's theme with you know Boba Fett. Right. But I think other people may not be. You know, obviously, other people aren't John Williams. They may do that, and I'd rather not see that. I'd rather rather there be cons- some consistency, even if that means we never hear this music again in Star Wars. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and if it is used again repeatedly down the road, I do hope that it is confined to a track 
to where it, it's like a, a moment or like a like an honorific type of thing. But if you remove that one track, the soundtrack is genuinely original. Correct. Because again, this, we're not talking about John Williams here. You know, if we were, and we're talking about an episode ten, even if it's not the Skywalker saga, if we're still talking about episode ten, go with it. You know, but the the Ryan Johnson movies completely removed or completely removed, blah blah blah. Then I, I want to see I want to see some new stuff. Same universe, or same galaxy is fine, but but like what we got with the the trailer that we saw at celebration for Mandalorian, right? The music that was in there, I haven't seen if it was confirmed if that was new music for the series or attempt music. I haven't looks like seen that confirmed at all. But whatever it was, I thought it was great and it worked well and I can totally see it. It's not typically what we think of Star Wars music up until this point, but I can see it becoming a, a subgenre of Star Wars music. And it was great. So like something like that, very hype for me. <laughs> You know, here's the other thing with stuff like this. Is everything going to have the lead as Star Wars? Because I'm not necessarily yeah. seeing Star Wars, the Anthology. <laughs> right. I mean, I think some some promo stuff has come out for the Mandalorian, and it's just the Mandalorian. Right. It's not Star Wars, the Mandalorian. Right. I, I think what's going to sell it, though, is that is the... God forbid I say this, a stupid helmet. Well, but I also have seen some things where it is um, the, the the logo for the Mandalorian with the Star Wars logo there, too. Not necessarily as a part of the title, but for association. Oh, like the Mandalorian and then down in the bottom right corner, a little smaller is the Star Wars logo? Yeah, I, I think, I want to say I saw one where it was like smaller, centered, just above it. I think, or just below somewhere like that. But yeah, oh, I, it, it was there, so you could see it. You know, it's associated, but it wasn't like you know, like it's not the title, but it, it's like when they have what is it? Marvel's The Avengers, and Marvel right. logo is really tiny in the middle, and the Avengers. So it's not the title is not Star Wars the the Mandalorian, but it's like, hey, look, it's Star Wars, just so you know. Right. Okay, I get it. I get you. It'd be very shocking to to find out that uh, Star Wars and Marvel were doing something with the marketing similarly. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's only one that's completely successful at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry. I, well, well, it's just it's hard because like one, I mean, sure, is like the top of movie history right now, you know, sure, but. The other one kind of is like the OG that made it possible for Marvel to be Marvel. You know what I mean? And it's just the current iteration of it. Uh, no, spell it out for me, Tim. No, I think I think you got what I mean. I kind of get what you mean, but I think Marvel is sort of in a, in its own. Marvel doesn't owe much to Star Wars, other than the status of a blockbuster. Well, the no, idea, I... the, the idea of of multiple multiple movies being in a cohesive universe is not necessarily something Star Wars made up. You know, if anything, I can think of it going back to, you know, Universal Monsters with with uh, Frankenstein and Dracula and all that sort of deal. Uh, but I think as far as marketing goes, I, again, they honestly expected to coast along for Solo just based on the name alone. Right. And it tripped them up. 
it did plain, because plain well, it, simple. because it is possible to to overdo some things or mess some things up. I'm not saying that they did that with Solo. I did like that, but I'm saying I feel like they thought we can make anything with Star Wars, and guess what? It'll be fine. And that isn't necessarily going to be the case. It would have been at first, but now that we have been having new Star Wars movies for four years now, it isn't necessarily going to automatically go to the top just because it has the name there. You need to make people interested through the marketing. So, and honestly, Marvel isn't there yet because it's still, it it does have the thing where it has the name Marvel so everybody wants to see it. Uh, But it can get to a place where it's going to be the same way. Marvel's no avatar, let me tell you. They they Um, are no, they're not, not yet. They have yet to beat Avatar. Yeah, and, well, if, and it's if looking like they're not going to, well, if Marvel had a movie come out at the same, like uh, Endgame, come out along with brand new like 4D technology, then it probably would. Yeah, they messed up. They should have added a little bit more to it. Well, yeah, like with the re-release, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. They should have said, you know, uh, special exclusive, you know, Spider-Man prequel. Right. What did uh, what did Peter Parker do? You know, five hours after he got set back. Or honestly, even if they added some type of post-credit scene that are kind of like the Spider-Man ones to Endgame, that would have even helped. Yeah, I mean they don't have any post-credit scenes to Endgame. Yeah, it was just like a like footage, but not post-credit scene. What What do you think for of the Spider-Man, re-release? Far from home, Tim. You know, I, I'm I'm all about the hype for this movie, and I don't want to give spoilers for anybody else who hasn't seen it yet and is listening to this. But I, Timmy, I I'm have you seen some the movie? some things about it have made me very happy. Have you seen the movie, Tim? Parts of it. Right, what you read, right, <laughs> or saw. Can I ask you a simple question, and, and then probably we'll leave after this. <laughs> okay. Whenever I want to talk Star, uh, whenever I want to talk Spider-Man: Far From Home from you, you're like, I pretty much know everything, but you haven't <laughs> seen the movie. I'm taking why? care of that this week. I get I, it, but why spoil yourself to that degree? It's because so, like I've said this before for the Star Wars stuff too. It's the same thing for me. Like in a different life, I would have been a writer director. So for me, it has like nothing to do with the whole shaking the presence early to see what's it, I dislike that it's not like that at all it's just that i very much enjoy the process of making a movie seeing what the concept is seeing how it's executed uh you know know what the story is and and the creative direction that the director took to make this story happen on the screen and you can't know that if you don't know what it is before you see it now I, i don't i don't do this for every movie of course but there are some that i do it for and it's just because i really enjoy seeing that process Fair enough. So, yeah. Ha. Huh. <laughs> no, anyway. No. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I am very excited about this movie. I, one of the things that I'm liking about it is that it's not uh, too similar to a previous Spider-Man movie. Oh, no. Like, which one are you talking about? Any of them. No, it's not. Like, like including, like, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Like, it's not like a recreation for any of that. Still nope, a new, still a close. new experience. Even like Mysterio hasn't even been touched until now. So, 
And that's done in a unique way, given the whole MCU and the connections this has with that. This is like the the final movie of this phase in a way, and that it's kind of going to go over the aftermath of Endgame a bit, but not uh, uh, go not not dwell on it, but it's obviously within the same world that Endgame just happened, you know, and it's the first movie like that too, where, where we have this major, I don't even know how to put it. Like One this, of the entire movie is, you know, I, would, I had a great, great teacher in high school. Uh, I took film class and his name was Mr. Fancher. Great guy, okay. really eccentric, but he was awesome. <laughs> and so some of the things he taught me was, you know, denouement. Right. It's like the chapter sort of after the, the conclusion of the final chapter. Right. So like even the, though the fall is, from the climax. Right. So even after, so even though this is its own movie, this is sort of the denouement of the first, you know, ten years. Right. Of uh of uh the Marvel movies. And and it's perfect in that regards. It's absolutely perfect. It hits every note for you to be like oh, okay. Well, and it's really neat that it is the second movie in a series. Spider-Man's, what, fifth movie, I think? Yeah, I think already. But Wait, it's Civil, his... Civil War? No, no, no. Civil oh. War, uh, Infinity War, War Endgame. Endgame, Homecoming. Yeah, five. And then, yeah, so this is technically his fifth movie, but the second Spider-Man movie. And so it still feels fresh, you know? So to have this be, like you were saying, like the Danny Moss, so to speak, for the, the first 10 years of Marvel stuff, but have it also be the second movie in its series which still seems kind of young is really smart yeah and he's always sort of been the uh the ground level you know sort of every man of the marvel universe so right it's i can't i can't say how good it is it's really good it really is if you haven't seen it go see it yeah it's uh and and stay And stay when you're there to the very end. Oh, yeah. Two, two of the most important end credits ever. It's not shawarma, that's for sure. <laughs> These actually have... Uh, you, you have a problem with shawarma? No, but I mean, it, it, it's a throwaway. It is, but like up until now, I think this movie's going to change that. But up until now, I think my favorite post credit scene is the one... I don't even remember which one. It, it might have been... Might have been Homecoming, where like at the end, Captain America was like, "So you sat through this whole thing just for nothing? How disappointing, right?" That's I don't like. Even know if I ever watched the end credits for Homecoming. What kind of person am I? I don't know. I mean, well, anyway, like up until like those, it's complete throwaway. Like he pretty much says, "This is throwaway," and I love it. It's my favorite one. For yeah, now, no. these are actually consequ- uh, consequential. One is consequential for the next film. Any other makes you go, oh, so that's why it was this way for this whole damn movie. Right. So, later. And the, and the first one is going to make a lot of people make a lot of people very happy, including me. Yes. And for the for the second one, it makes Steel Saunders extremely happy. Ah, okay. Yeah. All you may right. not know what I'm talking about. But okay, Saunders, friend of, uh, we're on the same podcast network. That is correct. Steel Wars. Yeah, the Steel Saunders Happy Time Hour. That is his show. No. Yes. Yes. All right. 
Yeah, sure. Pump and Iron with Steel Saunders. Like, Dude, that would, that sounds like a damn show. <laughs> no, the more I think about it, it really does. Like gonna, I, I want to go. I want to do that. That sounds like a thing cool people do. I want to tweet him that right now. Pump and Iron with Steel Saunders. Let's see what we do. Do 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 do. do. Pumping iron with still thunders. Look at how ripped I am. Oh, please don't tweet to Pablo or Matt Martin right now. At least, at least wait a, a minute. Remember that? Remember that uh, uh, drink I had? Yeah, I'm like four on from that. Okay. I love, I love, love, love having some beers and having some spirits. And uh, talking podcast twenty ten. Yeah, it's a good combination, right? Yep. I'm like, you, you were silent there. I'm like, oh, am I wrong? Is it not a good combination? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's all we have, right? I mean, at this point, I, I think we're good. Okay, hold on. Pumping iron with is it steel? Is your name really steel? Have we asked him that? I think it is. Why were his parents like, you know what, you're going to go f***ing... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have an awesome, cool name. Uh-huh. Very cool. Sorry. So Some might even say bleeping cool. Yeah. Some. Not, not everybody, but some. Oh, man. You know what? It was funny. I was... Uh... All that, you know, all the different sound effects that I got uh, basically from a guy who stole them. Remember, remember that stuff? That yeah, story? yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story short, for new listeners of uh, Podcast 287. First so off, welcome. Guy, yes. There was a guy who had a ton, 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 ton of Star Trek. Star Trek. Uh, sound effects. Uh, he got them off some old tapes. Uh, he actually released them as albums, I think, under Concord. So he had the definitive collection of Star Trek sounds. Mm -hmm. So when Ben Burt went to recreate those sounds for the J.J. Abrams Star Trek 2009, he contacted this guy and said, hey, look, you know, can I get those? And the guy's like, yeah, sure, you can get them. And Ben Burt replied by giving him a bunch of, like, just straight, high-quality Star Wars sounds. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff you can't even get nowadays. And I have them. Tim has them. And every once in a while when I put my stuff on Shuffle, my Google Play, because uh -huh. they're uploaded in the Google Play, it comes on. So I'm in Walmart grocery shopping the other day, and I get the Jawa music, and it's and it and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Tim. I, how readily available you have that stuff, but if you can play it right now, drop it in. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, <laughs> <sighs> it's literally like two minutes of just Jawas talking and singing. Yeah, I do. I remember it. Yeah, and it's and it's amazing because I'm like, where is this in the movie? But this Jawa's singing to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. 
And I, I, I played it like four times in a row while I'm shopping at, at Walmart, and it's stupid, but hey. Tim, if you haven't, drop it in. If you need it, I can always find it and send it to you. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Cool. Oh, wow. Way to what? go ahead and just, you know, you're not even humoring me at this point. Yeah, sure I am. I'm very much humoring you, Mark. Sure. Okay, so, hold on. I didn't finish tweeting it. Uh, <laughs> Pumping Iron was still Saunders. New podcast idea still. New podcast idea still wars make it happen. I'm would, buzzed. Hold on, would, I'm buzzed. Would now Does be a good work? time to tell you that I stopped recording like five minutes ago? That's fine. I'm buzzed. Uh, <laughs> dash M. Does that work? Does that work? <laughs> sure. Okay, Alright, cool. Tweet! I love how much you care about the fact that we're not even recording right now. Did you record or not? You normally would yeah. say your goodbye. Well, yeah, but it'd be funnier, I thought, if, if the, I just cut you off. You know, Tim, whatever. We're divorcing. <laughs> no, don't tell it to the world, because we're still recording. First, Jared left me. And now you leave me. I'm not leaving you. I'm right here. I miss Jared. What's he up to? I'm sure great things. He's on a DuckTales kick. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, like like DuckTales everything. Good for him. I will not be in a a DuckTales podcast because I know nothing. Well, not yet, but there's still time to learn. Oh, no, I'm good. I I have not even watched a full episode. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I've not even watched a full episode of Stranger Things. Hey, you know what? I haven't either. Oh, sweet, brother. We just we should start a Stranger Things podcast. <laughs> uh, you could almost do that as like a live commentary kind of thing. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Cool. All right. Peace be with you. <laughs> well, hopefully when we're back next time, we have like, you know, good stuff to talk about i mean we did today too but i mean like you know more of it than 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 we had today although i will say mark you've been pretty entertaining at least for me so i hope everybody else enjoyed it but i had a good time listening to you Uh, nobody likes me here's the problem as long as we do not have star wars stuff to talk about these episodes are going to get weirder and weirder Oh, hey, you know, it's the, the calm before the storm, because as we said before, there is uh, or there are five months left until episode nine, the final installment of the Star Wars main series. As of now, there's going to be a huge media blitz. There is going to be a lot to talk about as it comes out. It's just right now we are in that calm before the storm, almost like well, the I have the hurricane actually fall between celebration and then the upcoming promotion. But also this this week, you know, we're on. It's Monday today when we're recording this. This coming Tuesday. Uh, I'm there. You sound like you're on the other side of a tunnel. Hold on, I just got cut. Oh, off. you're back. You're back. Hold on, Mark. 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 I know. You just have to edit. No, nah, I don't. I have to leave it. I mean, no one's listening anyway. Hello. Goodbye. Okay, now I hear you. Okay, cool. Okay, so, um, like I said, Monday we record, Tuesday this gets released, 
Thursday night is preview night for San Diego Comic Con, right? Oh, sure. So I, that's the other coast. I don't know. I just look at the cool well, stuff when it comes out. Right, but we may get some stuff from Marvel. Mm-hmm. We may get some stuff from Del Rey as far as publishing. Um, we may. We may. Uh, especially stuff that ties in a little bit differently with uh, with with Star Wars. We may get some Star Wars news to talk about. You know, the following Monday. We may. Uh, or we may just talk about Marvel the whole time because they're probably going to show stuff about Black Widow and Eternals and Shang-Chi and Doctor Strange 2 and Black Panther 2 and all these things that I actually know titles for. And yet, there is no title for a Star Wars film. We might even learn a Star Wars title, but I doubt it. Yeah, I, I doubt we're really going to get anything substantial out of uh, SDCC for Star Wars this time. However, just wait a few more weeks to D23, and that's where it's going to happen. I agree. Cool. Sorry, hold on. Uh, I, was, I was just about to do our sign-off for the one listener we still have. I appreciate you, buddy. Listen, this has been a solid episode of actually Star Wars Conversations. Yeah, with only, only a little bit of stalling. Maybe, yeah. Possibly. But hopefully, hopefully entertaining along the way. Correct. To some extent. <laughs> Are we ever going to get another uh, guest host on here? Yeah, you know, I've, I have talked to a few people about it. It just usually doesn't work out that like the schedule wise for whatever reason. But there are a few people. We have like a queue of people. When you get Amanda back next week. So I need to give, give her a call. Our sitting guest. Our sitting mm-hmm. host. Yeah. That's it. I'm calling her. <laughs> right now? Yeah, maybe. No, no, I'm not going to call her right now. I'm going to text her later. Eh, that, that counts. I'm just wondering if it's going to be in your current state of mind or not. Sure, maybe. I, cool. Here's the thing. I may be enjoying my life right now, but I'm responsible. Yeah, that's that's how you need to do it. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. I mean, I, I can't say anything else, so... <clears throat> yeah, all right. Anyways, peace bye everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Bye everybody. Okay, Mark, now you can say bye. Yo, later. Yo, later. Good job, Tim. I'm just wondering, how, like, who can get the lower, lowest? You, yo. you can. Can I? Yeah, sure, go for it. Well, well who can get the highest then? Uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. I guess I guess we're good then. Bye everybody. Yo. Bye. Yo. Bye. Oh my god, it's Oh, oh the car said bye too. Okay, I swear I'm actually ending it. Hold on. I'm making the misery stop. stop.